Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the desert, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard and a happy 4th of July weekend to you and yours. Now, chances are you traveled this weekend. It was a perfect time for a very extended weekend, given that the holiday landed on a Wednesday. Uh, and it's appropriate that you're listening to America's most widely syndicated radio travel show then. I'm Rudy Maxa. I'm a contributing editor to National Geographic Traveler magazine. I've been a consumer travel journalist for more than 20 years. I host 87 shows on public television that feature the great destinations of the world, and I've written on travel for everyone from the Washington Post, where I began my career long ago as an investigative reporter, to magazines including GQ, Travel and Leisure, Delta Airlines, Sky Magazine, Forbes, Worth, and as they say, many, many more. Every weekend, my staff and I try to bring you a broad spectrum of stories about travel and interviews with authors, television personalities, hospitality industry and airline industry executives, and many, many more. Well, for example, let's talk about this hour. In this first hour of Rudy Max's World, we're going to talk with Dr. Philip Stone. He's the executive director of the Institute for Dark Tourism Research at the University of Central Lancashire in England. What's dark tourism? Well, it's the increasingly popular practice of visiting places where awful things happen. Think Chernobyl, uh, the Genocide Museum in Cambodia, concentration camps, or even Ground Zero in New York City. We'll discuss the importance of this niche band of travel, niche brand of travel, excuse me, with Dr. Stone shortly. Then we're going to meet John Taffer. He's the host and co-executive producer of that Spike TV network show called Bar Rescue. He has vast experience in the bar and restaurant industry, and on his TV show, the second season begins July 22nd, by the way, on his TV show he goes into bars about to fail and tries to whip them into profit-making ventures. We're going to learn from him how to arrive in a new town, a city you've never been in before. We don't know anybody and quickly be able to find the best bar in town. And the owner of a website that compares offerings by travel insurance companies, John Cook of QuoteRight.com, is going to tell us the most common misperceptions of travel insurance. And as always, I'll have a few deals of the week for you as we near the end of the show's first hour here. But let's begin, as I always do each weekend, with a week's look at the week's news in travel. Well, it seems to happen more often than not, with just three weeks to go before the start of the Summer Olympics in London, the big tour operator Thomas Cook has slashed prices up to 50% because of too many unsold Olympic packages. Now, packages would include airfare and hotels, of course, and tickets in some cases. One report predicts Thomas Cook stands to lose as much as $16 million because it now has to sell things like hotel rooms at discounted prices, even though it has fixed contracts at higher prices with those hotels. If you missed the July 4th CNN special on the crash of the Costa Concordia, and I suspect many people did since it was on just before fireworks time, it will be repeated Sunday night, and I recommend it highly. Here's a soundbite from the show reported by CNN senior international correspondent Dan Rivers. Friday the 13th of January. Italian cruise ship Costa Concordia has just left the port of Civitavecchia. The more than 4,000 passengers and crew on board had no idea of the terror that was about to unfold. And all of a sudden, bang, the lights went out and the ship listed. 
the side of the ship is now the bottom of the ship. Everybody was panicking. Everybody was running for their own lives. It showed the kind of chaos, the ill-preparedness the company had. And I can remember thinking, oh my gosh, we're going to die. Let's just get it over with. Today, the Costa Concordia lies on its side off the Italian island of Giglio, one of the largest cruise ships in the world ripped apart by rocks. 32 people died on this ship on that cold January night. A CNN investigation has pieced together the multiple failures of that night and their far-reaching consequences for the cruise ship lines. The tragic mistakes on board the Costa Concordia raised the question, just how safe is going on a cruise? The safety of our passengers and crew is absolutely essential to our business. The bigger they build those boats, the more likely people are not going to be able to escape when they have a serious incident. That voice was uh, saying that the bigger the ship, the bigger, the more difficult they are to evacuate, uh, was the voice of Senator Jay Rockefeller of uh, West Virginia. And the sound clip you just heard, the clip you just heard, was uh, just a piece of CNN senior international correspondent Dan Rivers' report on the Costa Concordia uh, disaster. I would highly recommend it to you. It's going to be replayed Sunday, this Sunday evening, July uh, 8th, um, at 8 p.m., Eastern. The report casts a pretty harsh eye on the cruise industry overall. One of the interesting interviews was with a family, and the husband and wife had taken like 60 cruises before this one. 60! The daughter said she'd been cruising since she was two, and she looked to be in her 20s. Um, that family said they will never again board a cruise ship. So what lessons have we learned from that accident that claimed the lives of 32 people? Well, the first is, don't sail too close to land and rocks to show off your ship to folks on land. That was immediately obvious. By the way, the captain who did that is, uh, was just this week released from house arrest in Italy. He still stands trial um, on all kinds of charges for mishandling that, uh, that, that cruise. The second lesson we might learn is to conduct a detailed safety briefing for all passengers before the ship leaves port, not after. Passengers told CNN they had no idea where to gather as the ship was listing, and crew members didn't have the answer either. Additionally, the International Maritime Organization, it's based in London, that supervises passenger ships worldwide, has got to toughen its rules and turn what are now suggestions into regulations. Experts were shocked at how easily the Costa Concordia rolled first one way, then the other, so you can expect guidance regarding the introduction of onboard stability computers. I mean, all ships have them, but apparently the Costa Concordia wasn't quite up to speed in that regard. The uh, International Maritime Organization may also call for free-fall lifeboats. Some of the Concordias got hooked on the side of the ship and would not lower into the water. Again, you can see CNN's full one-hour report Sunday, July 8th, this Sunday night, at 8 p.m. Eastern, on CNN. Well, Southwest Airlines this week purchased four slots from Spirit Airways at Washington, D.C.'s close-in Reagan National Airport. It'll be Southwest's first toehold in that hard-to-get-into airport where airlines treasure their takeoff and landing slots quite a bit. Southwest hopes to begin two round-trip flights a day by September, though no word yet on where those flights will go. Here's a new one. Here's a new one. Belgian tourism officials are considering suing a weather service that issued a long-term forecast for a rainy summer. The Weather Service predicted only five days above 75 degrees in July and bad weather for the first half of August. All this is bad for business, said the tourism folks, and a tourism official from a seaside town said people who read the long-term forecast began canceling trips 
immediately. It'll be interesting to see if this works. Coming up, we're going to take a walk on the dark side of tourism to learn why some people want to go to places where very bad things have happened. You're in Rudy Max's world. You can check me out anytime at rudymaxa.com. You can read my Monday through Friday uh, travel minutes there as well. Don't go away. Dark tourism coming up next right here in Rudy Max's world. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. I'm happy to bring you the next chapter in a fun contest series sponsored by our friends at Travel Guard. It's one of thousands of true travel tales they receive every year. Diane and her friend were enjoying a summer cruise in the Mediterranean when her legs started to itch uncontrollably. She let it go, thinking it would get better. But when she noticed it getting inflamed and red, her mind went to her worst fear. For the rest of the story and a chance to win a Kindle, visit TravelGuard.com slash stories. Travel Guard is a worldwide leader in travel insurance and assistance. My name is Jennifer. I'm 44, and I lost weight with the Amberin program. My name is Kim. I'm 47, and I lost weight with the Amberin program. I'm Jane. I'm 52, and I lost a ton of weight with the Amberin program. Even my belly fat is gone, and it was so easy. Thousands of women over 40 who used to struggle with weight gain are having incredible success with the Amberin program. That's because Amberin focuses on hormonal balance. The leading cause of weight gain in women over 40, especially during menopause, is hormonal imbalance. Until you balance your hormones, losing weight can be practically impossible. But the Amberin program balances your hormones naturally, making losing weight surprisingly easy. Plus, Amberin eliminates other symptoms of unbalanced hormones, like hot flashes, irritability, and sleeplessness. Call in the next 15 minutes to receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a 30-day supply free. Call 1-800-525-2563. That's 1-800-525-2563. 1-800-525-2563. Come discover the hottest restaurant and nightlife scene in the Mediterranean. Explore recently unearthed treasures of antiquity in a land steeped in history. Shop until you drop in markets both new and old, designer and vintage. Go adventuring by foot, bike, surfboard, or ski, and sample some of the finest wines on earth. Each year, more and more Americans are discovering the unexpected pleasures and the vacations of a lifetime in Israel. To learn more, visit GoIsrael.com or go to RudyMaxa.com. There's a little bit of Israel in all of us. Come find the Israel in you. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Welcome back. It's 18 minutes after the hour, and this segment of the program is brought to you by the good folks at On Call International. We all know that sometimes the unexpected happens while traveling. If and when it does, you can protect yourself with a reasonably priced annual membership from On Call International. The company provides the best assistance you'll need during an unforeseen medical or travel emergency, even a situation such as social or political unrest. From unexpected illnesses to life-threatening accidents, delayed luggage or legal woes, On Call International gives you the help you'll need to return home or get back to enjoying your trip. More info at OnCallInternational.com or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Scroll down on that homepage and you'll find a link to On Call. 
I'm delighted to welcome Dr. Philip Stone uh, to this show. I've been hoping to have him on for quite a while because of this phenomenon that was new to me in the last year or two called dark tourism. Dr. Stone is the executive director of the Institute for Dark Tourism Research at the University of Central Lancashire in the United Kingdom. Dr. Stone, welcome to the show. Hi. Pleasure to be with you. Nice to have you. And I, in, 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 in teasing your upcoming uh, appearance, I talked about dark tourism being folks who visit places where bad things have happened. I think your website probably puts it um, a little more precisely. You say the aim of your research is to provide a better understanding of the fundamental interrelationships uh, between dark tourism, and, uh, dark tourism and heritage have with the cultural conditions of contemporary society. Dark- yeah, it's, uh, um, dark tourism is essentially an academic brand to shine light on places that have death as a, as a tourist experience. Um, so it's, it's nothing new in that sense, you know, everything from places like Ground Zero to Chernobyl to, you know, the London Dungeons. It's, it's really about gazing upon on, on deathscapes and the management of those deathscapes. And I think the initial reaction to someone who's never heard of this is like, oh, that's, that's gross or that's unseemly. In fact, I think there's probably some social good that comes out of this, if only for reminding us of things that have happened. I think, for example, of the death camps of World War II, concentration camps, etc. Um, you probably have an even more sophisticated take on it, since you live and breathe it every day. I do, yeah. I'm rather biased, I must, I must admit. But really, dark tourism is about that connection with history, um, and really bringing the dead back to life through heritage, um, and really mediating and and connecting with our own mortality, that, that there's a positive spin on that, is looking at those who have died in tragic circumstances and trying to understand those circumstances, um, because not everyone's a scholar, not everyone's learned, um, so they go to these sort of places to try and make sense what they've seen in the news or, the, or on media or on shows like yourself. You were talking about the Costa Concordia earlier. It's about that reconnection with that, um, with that deathscape. And how do you do your research? Do you go to these places and talk to people who are visiting? I do. I mean, that's, that's a fundamental, um, you know, core of my research. It's, it's really tourism is about, or tourism research is about people watching a lot, largely. So I go and talk to these people. I survey them. I put them in focus groups. I do various research um, methodologies with them and really listen to what, what they're saying and feeling about their, their experience in these sort of places. And how did you get involved in this? Uh, it was a student that of mine about 10 years ago inspired me um, who was looking at uh, Auschwitz and not as the memorial of Auschwitz and the Holocaust but as the tourist uh, experience in Auschwitz as a key part of the visitor economy. Um, so that, it was a student that inspired me. And what are the most surprising one or two things you've learned in the course of your research? Um, the surprising thing is, is how much it divides opinion and how much um, people have an instant opinion on, one, the term dark tourism. But when they start thinking about their own experiences, then they start making sense of this, this idea, this brand, this, this, um, this whole gazing upon death and, and tragedy in, in the visit economy. My guest is Dr. Philip Stone. He's the executive director of the Institute for Dark Tourism Research at the University of Central Lancashire in, uh, in the United Kingdom. Uh, Dr. Stone, is there, are there one or two places that stand out for you? I mean, I hate to call it, you know, the top two or three places for dark tourism, but I, for lack of yeah, a better I'm term, a- that's what I'm going to call it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm often asked that question. The ones that really stand out to me are the iconic dark tourism sites. 
places like Auschwitz, I've spent more time there, perhaps more than is, you know, is healthy. Um, but it's how it's interpreted and how it's consumed as, as a visit experience, and it never fails to, to, to give that emotion. Um, but quite often that emotion has got to be preconditioned. We've got to know about the Holocaust before we actually arrive at these sort of places. Um, because there's very little interpretation, certainly at the Birkenau camp, um, when there's very little tourism interpretation. Are there places that do dark tourism badly, that exploit basically a sort of cheap kind of fear as opposed to educating? Yeah, that's, there's always a fine line between, you know, a blurred line, if, if you like, between memorialization and, and connection with history. Um, I think that there's one in particular, um, Stalin world in, 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 in Lithuania, um, you could argue that's a, you know, a, a place where you can go and can reconnect with the communist past, but is it exploiting or feeding on fears of, of, of the politics of the day? And I'm, I'm not quite sure. That's a, that's a personal viewpoint, of course. It almost sounds like an amusement park, Stalin world. It is, yeah, it's, it, it is. It, you can't get away from the fact that it is, it, you know, it's been Disneyfied. Last week we did our show from, uh, from Tel Aviv, Israel, and while I didn't um, get into Holocaust questions there, after the show I did have the um, honor of uh, having a tour of the Holocaust Museum um, in, in Jerusalem. And I was thinking of our upcoming talk, because I knew you were going to be on the show, and it was a most effective Holocaust Museum. I don't know if you've had the opportunity to visit it, but it certainly does fulfill the requirements of teaching you about a time in, in history, and you certainly don't feel all tingly because it's gory and like you're going to a scary movie. Uh, on the contrary, you feel educated. You feel certainly sad that people could be taken to that brink of, uh, of activity. Is that uh, dark tourism at its best? I, I think so, yeah. I mean, well, tourism generally is it, of every, you know, any heritage, whether it's industrial heritage or, um, you know, war heritage. It's about the interpretation and the story, the narrative that you're, you're, you're giving your customers, essentially, the, the tourist experience. Um, I haven't been at the one in, in, in Israel, but I have been at the one in, in Washington, which mm -hmm. is uh, divorced I sent, from, from the Holocaust itself. Um, and it does tell the story. It does, you know, emotionally engage you in, in, in that experience. Um, and I think you should, you know, leave these sort of places with a, a sense of, um, not foreboding, but certainly a sense of what has happened and why it happened. And more importantly, is, is could it happen again? Um, and that's certainly what's happening in Ground Zero, is, is telling that story of, of why, you know, 9-11 actually happened and all the people, the innocent people who, who, who died there, and leaving the place with a sense of, either one, anxiety is going to happen again, or two, um, you know, the world's a better place because of, of that tragedy. What are you well, studying right now? What do you, how do you advance this on a day-to-day -day basis? How do I? Oh, sorry. How do you, what are you studying right now? Uh, how do you advance this on a day-to-day -day basis in your job? Well, well what I'm doing is, um, is building frameworks, really, so where we can start shining light in the, in the let's call it the dark corners of the, of the tourism industry. Um, and particularly, I've just finished a, play, um, a, a book chapter on Chernobyl and looking at how the place of Chernobyl, the zone of Chernobyl, has been turned into um, a living place again. So I'm, I'm, I'm taking a case by case and building up a, you know, with other academics and uh, industry people right across the world, including the United States, um, building a fuller picture of, of this thing called dark tourism. Did you say this is in aid of a book? 
Um, I've done several books, but this is, this is my latest one, yes. Do you have a book on dark tourism? I do. It's called The Darker Side of Travel. Um, it came out in 2009. Um, and, yeah. I'm not here for self-promotion, but it was 2009. Please. In the United States, self-promotion is a byword, <laughs> uh, Dr. Stone. Sure. Um, I'm looking at your website, and I'm going to give that website out in a moment. If you're interested in this subject, get a pen and paper. I'll, I'll give it to you in just a moment. But if you just tuned in and wonder what the heck dark tourism is, let me read from uh, the Dark Tourism Institute's website. It's, quote, dark tourism is travel to sites of death, disaster, or the seemingly macabre. And as Dr. Stone, um, who heads the Institute, explains, um, that doesn't mean you're going there for thrills. You're going there to learn. All right, let me give you the website. It's dark-tourism.org.uk. Dark-tourism.org.uk. And uh, I'll post this on my Facebook page, Rudy Maxa um, TV Show. And uh, you can find a link from there as well. Uh, doctor, I, I applaud your research. I think it's really important. I, as I say, I think first glance, it's something that's scary, and then you go, well, wait a minute, this makes perfect sense, and I appreciate your uh, devotion to it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Delighted to be joined by uh, um, uh, Dr. Philip Stone. He's the executive director of the Institute for Dark Tourism Research. He spoke to us from his home in the United Kingdom. Uh, the research uh, center is at the University of Central Lancashire. I'll put a link to the website at Facebook at Rudy TV Show. And stick with us. We'll be right back in just a moment here in Rudy Max's World. Rudy Max's World is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. My name is Jennifer. I'm 44, and I lost weight with the Amberin program. My name is Kim. I'm 47, and I lost weight with the Amberin program. I'm Jane. I'm 52, and I lost a ton of weight with the Amberin program. Even my belly fat is gone, and it was so easy. Thousands of women over 40 who used to struggle with weight gain are having incredible success with the Amberin program. That's because Amberin focuses on hormonal balance. The leading cause of weight gain in women over 40, especially during menopause, is hormonal imbalance. Until you balance your hormones, losing weight can be practically impossible. But the Amberin program balances your hormones naturally, making losing weight surprisingly easy. Plus, Amberin eliminates other symptoms of unbalanced hormones, like hot flashes, irritability, and sleeplessness. Call in the next 15 minutes to receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a 30-day supply free. Call 1-800-525-2563. That's participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. 33 after the hour, and this portion of America's most widely syndicated radio travel show is brought to you by Israeli Tourism, this beautiful country known as the Promised Land, the land of the Bible, the Holy Land. Some call it the world's oldest travel destination. Israel is all this, but it's also a 21st century phenomenon. Tel Aviv, the 24-hour city with some of the world's best restaurants. Jerusalem with its ancient shrines, markets, and more. A tiny land with four seas, six microclimates, mountains, gardens, and deserts. Israel is the miracle on the Mediterranean. Come visit. 
Learn more at GoIsrael.com or just go to my website, RudyMaxa.com, and look under sponsors for a direct link. All right, here's the situation. You've never been to Vienna. You've never been to Cincinnati. And you get there, and you want to meet some locals. One good place to meet locals is at bars and restaurants, particularly bars where you can sit at the bar, talk to the bartender, maybe talk to some people around you who uh, might be similarly situated. We've got an expert on the show here now who, 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 who's going to tell us how to find the best bar in a town when you've just landed. His name is John Taffer. He is the host and co-executive producer of the Spike TV series Bar Rescue. Its second season begins July 22nd, by the way. He is uh, a consultant uh, to has been a consultant and is a consultant to many projects involving uh, food and uh, liquor service industry. He consulted on the start of Rainforest Cafes, I understand, and Grand Casinos. If you happen to live in Los Angeles, you know uh, where that is, right down there on the ground floor of a big shopping center. John, welcome to Rudy Max's World. Nice to have you on for the first time. Oh, terrific to be here. Thanks. Well, okay. So, first of all, how'd you get in this bar business? How'd you become an expert on bars? You know, it's funny, it wasn't a plan. I went to college uh, in political science, believe it or not. Very glad I didn't go into politics, by the way. Yeah. And started started tending bar while I was in college, Rudy, and I just fell in love with it and been in the business ever since. And, and my first management position was in the 1970s at the famous Troubadour in Hollywood, California. And then I, I moved on to Barney's Beanery in Hollywood, California, and <laughs> uh, uh, just fell in love with the business and been in it ever since now, close to 35 years. Terrific. Now, let, let just tell, let's tell listeners a little about Bar Rescue. You go into a bar that's failing and try to whip it into shape. And I think your first episode, you go to a bar in Silver Spring, Maryland, right outside of D.C., where the owners are so far underwater, they've like moved back in with their parents, and they're just trying to hang on. Is that correct? It is correct. And it, it, this, We've now done 21 episodes of Bar Rescue, and I'm dropped in the worst situations you can imagine, Rudy. I mean, these are people that are a million dollars in debt, have lost their homes, divorces, families fighting, uh, uh, partners ready to kill each other. Uh, uh, they can't get food deliveries. They can't get liquor deliveries. One of the locations, while we were there, they tried to turn the water off. Oh, my so, And then I'm given five days. And in five days, uh, we have to come up with a, a new concept, a new menu, uh, food products, beverage menu, uh, uh, train the staff, new logos, new designs. And then uh, we have five days to do it all and 36 hours to do the renovation. Well, we'll look forward to the start of the second season on July 22nd on Spike TV. Okay, the tra we're at a travel show. Yeah. Traveler gets to a new town. How do you go about quickly finding the best bar in town for meeting people and getting a feel of the place? Well, you know, it's funny. Statistically, if you look at travel polls and such, roughly 57 to 60 percent of people always go where a local town's person recommends. And that's a good decision because the fact is, you know, an ad in a newspaper or, or, or even an ad on a radio station for a venue or a place you don't know about, you don't know the neighborhood, uh, you don't know its positioning, can, can lead you down the wrong path. But when you look somebody in the eye and you say, I'm looking for a kind of place that's like this and like that, and uh, uh, you can typically be led to a safe location and a fun location by a local. But there's some things to think about, Rudy, before you make that choice. Like? For example, uh, 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 bars are defined by the kind of music and entertainment they play. Ah. If you go to a bar that has, let's say, 60s and 70s music, uh, 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 you're going to have a very different crowd than a bar that plays 90s music. That's an obvious one. Live music versus recorded music will create a big difference. A hip-hop venue is going to be very different than a rock and roll venue is. The crowd's going to be different. The energy level is going to be different. So first 
first I, I would choose, do I want to go to a bar or a nightclub? A nightclub is more high energy. A bar is more low energy where you mix and mingle and meet people. If you choose a bar, then then uh, uh, obviously ask people, what are the good bars? What kind of music would you like in your bar? Yeah, where would do you, you like go, right? Where, where do you go? Exactly right. But if, but if you're 30 years old, I wouldn't ask somebody 70 where they go or vice versa. Find somebody that you can relate to or at least understands what you're looking for. And, and then, of course, when you pick the right type of music and environment, the right type of pricing comes along with it. You know, a live jazz club could have a much higher price than just a live music bar, obviously, right. uh, uh, blues venues, things like that. But bars are about interaction. You can get a bottle of beer anywhere. You can get a scotch and soda anywhere. So bar choices should be about the experience, not necessarily the product. What kind of place do you want? Do you want to sit and talk to people? Do you want to watch great music? Do you just want to sit and nurse a cocktail and be left alone? Uh, uh, what is it you're looking for? Because the most amazing thing about bars are all the varied type of environments that we provide. Well put, John Taffer. I appreciate your joining us. Uh, I'll, I'll throw in sports bars, too, as an option for you. Um, Absolutely. We gotta Absolutely. Say, we got to say goodbye, but I do want to recommend listeners tune in. Do you know what time it is, Eastern East Coast time, on July 22nd? Yeah, our, our premiere for this for Season 2 is July 22nd, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central on Spike. Terrific. And for more information, you can go to johntaffer.com. J-O-N, by the way, T-A-F-F-E-R. johntaffer.com. John, thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure. Talk to you soon. We'll be right back here in Rudy Max's World after these messages. Call now to talk to Rudy Max at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. And now Geico presents 30 Seconds with Maxwell the Pig. Uh, hey, everyone. I'm Maxwell, and um, my life is kind of awesome because whenever Geico wants to talk about their new mobile app, they're like, um, hey, Maxwell, you feel like coming to the studio and, and talking about how the app lets you manage your policy, you know, and get roadside help and even customize it with your favorite Geico character? And I'm like, maybe. Are there going to be snacks? <laughs> Everything you love about Geico, now mobile. Download the new Geico app today. My name is Jennifer. I'm 44, and I lost weight with the Amberin program. My name is Kim. I'm 47, and I lost weight with the Amberin program. I'm Jane. I'm 52, and I lost a ton of weight with the Amberin program. Even my belly fat is gone, and it was so easy. Thousands of women over 40 who used to struggle with weight gain are having incredible success with the Amberin program. That's because Amberin focuses on hormonal balance. The leading cause of weight gain in women over 40, especially during menopause, is hormonal imbalance. Until you balance your hormones, losing weight can be practically impossible. But the Amberin program balances your hormones naturally, making losing weight surprisingly easy. Plus, Amberin eliminates other symptoms of unbalanced hormones, like hot flashes, irritability, and sleeplessness. Call in the next 15 minutes to receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a 30-day supply free. Call 1-800-525-2563. That's 1-800-525-2563. 1-800-525-2563. I'm a very bad man. I don't use a knife, a gun, or a crowbar. I don't even need to leave my computer, but I could steal your retirement, the equity in your home, even the money in your bank accounts. And you may not even know it till I'm long gone. Think you can stop me? Identity theft has become one of the biggest criminal activities in the world, and fighting it on your own is nearly impossible. You need LifeLock. 
the only company whose sole mission is protecting our members' identities. At LifeLock, we believe you have the right to live free from the fear of identity theft. So we offer the most comprehensive identity theft protection available. Try LifeLock's service risk-free for 60 days. If you're not convinced, simply cancel within 60 days of enrollment for a full refund. This offer of 60 days risk-free is too important to pass up, so call now. 1-800-979-4633. Promo code ENROLL60. That's 1-800-979-4633. ENROLL60. See LifeLock.com for details. Come discover the hottest restaurant and nightlife scene in the Mediterranean. Explore recently unearthed treasures of antiquity in a land steeped in history. Shop until you drop in markets both new and old, designer and vintage. Go adventuring by foot, bike, surfboard, or ski and sample some of the finest wines on earth. Each year, more and more Americans are discovering the unexpected pleasures and the vacations of a lifetime in Israel. To learn more, visit GoIsrael.com or go to RudyMaxa.com. There's a little bit of Israel in all of us. Come find the Israel in you. Got a question or comment? Need advice? Jump on board now by calling the show at 800-387-8025 or visit the show anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Welcome back at 43 minutes after the hour. John Cook is an old friend of the show. He's been on several times to talk about what can be for many consumers a very confusing subject, which is to say travel insurance, when you should have it, what it covers. Those are two very big questions, and John has... uh, helpfully uh, thrown some light on that, and he's going to do it again today. He is the owner of Quote Right, and Right is spelled W-R-I-G-H-T, QuoteRight.com. It's an online travel insurance comparative site, so you can compare offerings from many different companies uh, and see which one fits your need. And he wrote a piece just recently on the most common misperceptions by consumers about what travel insurance does. And, John, first of all, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Rudy. Glad to be able to join you today. And you say, I mean, we have, well, gosh, we only have about five minutes. It's got to be so fast. You say pre-existing, pre-existing medical conditions are the single largest cause of misunderstandings between travelers and travel insurance companies. What do you mean by that? That's correct. There's a couple of very common misconceptions by travelers concerning pre-existing medical conditions. First, let me say that every travel insurance policy out there has an exclusion that excludes pre-existing medical conditions from the basis of a claim. So in other words, you've got a heart condition and you're traveling and you have a heart attack, uh, that's a pre-existing condition and you may not be covered. That's correct. Now, many of the travel insurance companies, as as a matter of fact, most travel insurance companies will offer what they call a waiver of pre-existing medical conditions. They offer this as an inducement to get people to buy the insurance within a specific time period. Usually that time period is two weeks. Ah. Even though there are some companies that will go out to 30 days, there are two companies that will go until your final payment date. But generally it's two weeks, and if you buy the insurance within that two-week time period, then and the plan offers the waiver of pre-existing medical condition, then they will waive that exclusion, which means that they will, in fact, cover a pre-existing medical condition. However, therein lies one of the big misconceptions. One of the big misconceptions is that all you have to do is buy the insurance within that two-week time period or the specific time period required by the policy. In most cases, that's false. There's usually two other conditions that go along with that that very often get overlooked. First one, you have to be physically fit to travel.
travel on the day you're buying the insurance. Ah. That's kind of obvious. You can't be in the hospital. You have to be physically fit to be able to travel on the day you're buying the insurance. The third one, though, is the one that, that has come up recently in the past couple of weeks, and that is that you have to insure to value. In other words, when a client is insuring their trip costs, they have to insure their trip costs to value. And what does that mean? You have to say this trip's cost me 5000 bucks, and that's what I want to be covered for? That's correct. And you can't round down. Uh, and, unfortunately, and, in the past couple of weeks, there's been a couple of consumer articles written where people, uh, it was evident that they rounded their trip costs down. In one case, they rounded down by $2.50. And the insurance company denied their claim. Oh my goodness! Now you said this has just come up recently. What in what in what regard? Well, it, it's come up in a couple of consumer articles that have made their way into the national press. Now, can you explain that a little more? That rounding down. Who's doing the rounding down? The client. The client does the rounding down. In many clients' minds, two dollars and fifty cents is not material, so right. they'll round the price down. In some cases, it's a little bit more than $2.50. In most cases, travel insurance companies go in $500 increments in their pricing for trip costs. I see. So if you are at $5,100 for a trip cost, right, and you round it down because you know that the lower price policy is at 5000 and the price changes at 5001 if you change that price down to 5000 that's going to jeopardize a couple of benefits. It's going to jeopardize the waiver of pre-existing medical conditions, which is the most important. But it also may jeopardize if you're buying a plan with a cancel-for-any-reason benefit. Most of the cancel-for-any-reason benefits also require that you insure the value. I see. I see. So, so do not round down. All right, John, listen. The- this yep. is, as I said, very complicated, and I want to be very careful. We're coming up to a commercial break. I know mm-hmm. I didn't ask you to stay for a few more minutes in the next segment, but can you hang on while we do some commercials? Yes, I can. All right, because I think we've covered uh, uh, pre uh, pre medical conditions, pre existing medical conditions with John Cook. But let's take a break. We'll come back, and we'll get into one or two other areas involving travel insurance. My guest is John Cook. He's the owner of QuoteRight.com. That's W R I G H T Right. QuoteRight.com. It's an online travel insurance comparative site. Don't go away. We'll continue the conversation in a moment. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. segment of Rudy Max's World is brought to you by Service Magic. Now you can hire pre-screened home pros with confidence for repairs, remodeling, plumbing needs, maid services, and so much more. Visit www.homebuild411.servicemagic.com. That's homebuild411.servicemagic.com. 
Welcome back to Rudy Max's World. I'm going to try to slip a deal or two of the weekend, as we normally do in the last segment of the first hour. Um, but I wanted to keep our previous guest, John Cook, on the line a little longer. He is the owner of Quote Right, W-R-I-G-H-T, QuoteRight.com. It's an online travel insurance comparative site, and he's illuminating some of the most common misconceptions the public has about travel insurance. And we spent a bit of time on a very arcane but important subject, pre-existing medical conditions. Um, you can, by the way, go to his website and find some of this research. It's QuoteRight.com. Um, what is the second most common misperception in, in, in your mind, John? Uh, the second most common misperception is dealing with the covered reasons for trip cancellation coverage. Travelers tend to think that trip cancellation coverage, by its very name, means that if the trip is canceled, they're going to be covered. Right. Sure, that makes sense. But unfortunately, that's not always true. Trip cancellation coverage in insurance ease is referred to as a named peril policy. What that means is that there's a list of perils and hazards in the insurance policy that are the covered reasons why you can cancel the trip. Give me a couple literal. examples of why you'd be covered and when you would, what might happen that would cover you and when you might not be covered by something happening. Okay. Uh, an accident, illness, or death to you or to a family member. That definitely Those interrupts the trip. Those are common perils in most travel insurance policies. Okay. All right. Okay. But you've got to factor in there the pre-existing medical condition exclusion and whether or not you qualify for the waiver. Okay. Another... What? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, another uh, common exclusion to travel insurance policies that affects trip cancellation coverage is civil unrest. So, so if, if there is civil unrest, they might say you're on your own. Yes, and that happened very often last year in Egypt. Of course, and that would we would consider that trip interruption, but legally they don't. Uh, that's correct. Obviously, okay. uh, travelers who were in Egypt and who left their itineraries prematurely, to them, they considered that a trip interruption. Trip interruption is also one of the covered one of the uh, coverages found under travel insurance, and it shares the same covered reasons as trip cancellation. I and see. again, unfortunately, civil unrest is excluded. Uh, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention On Call International as one of our sponsors, and they actually do cover that. But as you pointed out to me before we talked, uh, On Call International is a little different than traditional travel insurance. That's correct. On Call International is a specialist, a very good specialist, in the area of um, evacuations, emergency, usually emergency medical evacuations, but they also have political unrest, I believe. They do. They actually evacuated quite a few people during the early uh, days of the Arab Spring in Cairo. Hey, John, I'm going to send folks to your website for more information because this is obviously important and very detailed. And that website is, is quote right, quote like quote, followed by the word right, W-R-I-G-H-E, quote right dot com. If you're going to take a trip and you're investing quite a bit of money into it, you, might, you should compare and contrast policies and maybe take one out. John, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. John Cook is the owner of QuoteRight.com. I'd highly recommend you check out his website. Very informative for consumers. Okay, we've got time for a quick deal of the week here, maybe. Oh, let's, there we go, the cash register sound, letting you know it's deal of the week time. Let's take a look at the Westin in St. Martin in the Caribbean. The Westin St. Martin is offering savings of at least 30 to 40% off stays through December 18th. Rate begins at one, rates begin at $189 a night. 
That's not bad. You get a fifth night free if you stay five nights, as well as American Breakfast Daily for two and an upgrade based on availability when you check in. And here's a resort fee I can sort of support. I'm not big on resort fees, but this isn't bad. Your resort fee is $20 a day, but that does get you unlimited Internet access to any number of computers in a guest room. Uh, plus a $20 spa credit. You also get free local phone calls, access to the fitness center and the spa's sauna and steam rooms, free incoming faxes, and if you're doing some business when you're down in San Martin, you can do up to 20 photocopies and print out your document and boarding passes at the business center at no charge because of that $20 a day resort fee. You can check this out at weston.com forward slash St. Martin. That's just S-T-M-A-A-R-T-E-N, the Dutch spelling, S-T-M-A-A-R-T-E-N. And a Weston deal, fifth night free. Hey, you want to go to Berlin in style? Here's how to make a big splash. The Regent Berlin Hotel is offering a summer package in conjunction with Mercedes-Benz. You get two nights in a premier suite, a la carte breakfast, a six-course dinner at a Michelin-starred restaurant called Fisher's Fritz. I love that name, Fisher's Fritz. Fisher's Fritz, along with a wine pairing during that six-course dinner. And, and... You get a use of an SLS AMG Roadster from Mercedes. I think that's up there in the six figures for two days and a fully stocked picnic basket for a road trip into the countryside. So two nights in a suite at the very fancy uh, Berlin Regent Hotel. Uh, Six-course dinner at a Michelin-starred restaurant with wine pairings uh, for two. And use of a very fancy sports car from Mercedes for two days, and they'll put in that stock picnic basket for your road trip into the countryside. The cost is, this isn't pennies, kids. I'm not saying this is, you know, discount, but it's $3,900. Call it $4,000. $3,928. You can find details at regenthotels.com. Wrapping up the first hour of your stations, leaving us. Let's see you next weekend. Most of our stations, fortunately, stand for the second hour. We'll pause for some news and messages and be right back. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.